Business is not a numbers game. It's primarily a skills game. If we were to take a hundred individuals that had raised their hand asking for help, whether it be open houses, door knocks, cold leads, whatever it is, are they going to do a transaction with you? Or are they going to do it with somebody else? We have to ask ourselves constantly as a salesperson, what skills am I missing? So if we take out like 30% of the market, how many conversations did you have? How many people did you get a hold of? How much did you try to get a hold of them? How many conversations did you have? How many appointments did you do? How many people signed an agreement with you to work with you? I and mean, then how many of those people went to the closing table? And do you wonder why they succeed when you are not? Do you wonder why they're doing better? It's not the leads. They're doing other things to improve their skill. They learn how to communicate. They learned how to get into the head of their prospect, how to use different terminology, different frameworks. What's up? Welcome back. Vikram Deal here. And on this episode, we're going to dive into, can you fake it till you make it? And here's the truth. In most markets, you can fake it until you make it. And the reason why you can fake it till you make it in most market is because most markets, there's a little bit of momentum, right? Upward momentum, not the downward momentum, which we're seeing now. There's a little bit of upward momentum. And when you're in an upward momentum market, if your skills aren't developed, it it's easy to, to fake it. But when you're in a declining market, I, I was just reading something as the team was setting up the cameras, a building in San Francisco that was valued in 2019 at $300 million is going to sell for $80 million. 300 million a couple of years ago to 80 million today. That is no bueno, as they say out here in Colombia. Muy malo right? It's not bad for the person buying. It's bad for the person selling. Let me tell you, there are lots of people out there that have to transact in today's market, right? They are forced to transact. The question is, who are they choosing to do their transactions with? Are they using you? Or are they using your competition? A lot of real estate agents say it's the leads and I get it. Some leads suck. Some leads are great, but isn't that always the case with leads? Some transact now, some transact later, some never transact, and some will never transact with you, no matter how charismatic you are, no matter how nice you are, no matter how great your hair is, no matter how fancy your Rolex is, no matter how sweet your Mercedes is, they're just not going to do business with you. So if we take out like 30% of the market, let's say you got a hundred leads, we take 30% of those out that they're just tire kickers and they're never going to do business with people like you. That leaves 70% of those people. Okay, so out of those 70 people, how many conversations did you have? How many people did you get a hold of? How much did you try to get a hold of them? How many conversations did you have? How many appointments did you do? How many people signed an agreement with you to work with you? And then how many of those people went to the closing table, right? It's not hard to see where you're at. Business is not a numbers game. The numbers just give you more at bats. So yes, it is a numbers game, but it is primarily a skills game because if we were to take a hundred people, right? A hundred individuals that had raised their hand asking for help, whether it be open houses, door knocks, cold leads, like whatever it is, those people are going to do a transaction with somebody at some point. Are they going to do a transaction with you? Or are they going to do it with somebody else? That's the question we have to ask. 
we have to ask ourselves constantly as a salesperson, what skills am I missing? Right? Let me put it into the, like an athlete. All right. Like, let's say you have a famous athlete. That famous athlete is going to have different people to train him or her in, in, in cardio could potentially have a different strength trainer could potentially have a different nutritionist could potentially have a different offensive coach, a defensive coach, and then multiple people throughout. There could be a recovery specialist, right? Just somebody who helps them with recovery. Okay. Ice bath here, heating blanket here, PEMF mat here, hyperbaric chamber here, sleep here, eat this, drink that, right? And they all work together collectively as a team, right? You have multiple coaches working collectively as a team for that one rockstar individual. Now, if I were to ask you, how many coaches do you have? How many people in your business are there for you to succeed and win? Is it one? Is it two? Is it a hundred? How many of those people have been through what you're going through? How many of those people are going to give you the truth about what you need to do and not tell you what you want to hear, right? Your coach should not be afraid to tell you exactly what you need to do or stop doing. But a lot of us hire people that are going to be nice to us and not tell us what we actually need to hear. That's not really a great coach. That's somebody who you're paying to be your friend. And don't get me wrong. That's okay. But is that where you really want to go? Right? Are you tired of being the average agent in your office and you know that you deserve more? Or do you enjoy seeing everybody else in your office get the president's club, get the trip to Jamaica, right? get the nice parking spot? And do you wonder why they succeed when you are not? Do you wonder why they're doing better? It's not the leads. Maybe 5% is the leads but they're doing other things to improve their skills that they don't talk about. Every top agent that I've had the blessing to be mentored by, every top agent at some point had a really skilled sales coach. Every top agent. They went to seminars on selling. They went to training on selling. They learned how to communicate. They learned how to get into the head of their prospect. They learned how to use different terminology, different word structures, different frameworks. Instead of saying, hey, you know, instead of saying, hey, Mr. This is how I was trained, right? From, from 17 years old, I was trained. Hey, Mr. Mrs. Jones, uh, what would work better for you? Tuesday at two or Wednesday at four? Tuesday at two, Wednesday at four. Oh, Vic, both of those times are busy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Um, what about like, uh, well, is, is it just bad days or bad times? Bad days and times. Oh, okay. Well, what typically works better for you? Like Thursday, what, do you have any availability? Yeah, we're going to do Thursday at like three. Oh, I can't do Thursday at three. Okay, what about, right? And then you go this back and forth and then the prospect gets irritated and they're like, you know what? Let's just, we have your information. We'll call you when we're ready. Been there, guilty, right? Been there, guilty. Instead of that framework, a better framework is like, hey, what typically works better for you guys? Like uh, weekdays or weeknights? or afternoons or Saturday mornings, or what works better for you guys typically like late mornings, early afternoons, or the weekend, depending on your schedule, depending on when you want to work, right? This is how you create boundaries. You give them the choices that work within your schedule, 
And then they're going to find time that's available within their schedule to accommodate yours because you gave them a huge opening. They'll be like, well, we, we could do something tomorrow night. What's your tomorrow night look like? Oh, tomorrow night I could do like a 4.30, 5 o'clock or like a 6. I'm like, oh, 6 is great. And now instead of going that back and forth, they're going to tell you what works for them. Now, a lot of coaches will say you need to have a status frame when you're asking for an appointment. You need to have a status frame. You need to, you know, let them know that you're super busy. And there are times to utilize that. But that is not the first framework you go to. When I say, oh, those times don't work for me, your first framework shouldn't be the busy status. I'm going to show you how busy I am framework, which I hear a lot of times. That's just very aggressive. It's a very like aggressive way to respond to somebody. And when you do that, unfortunately, what happens is the prospect gets turned off and they go into their shell and we all know what happens then. The turtle head goes back in, all the objections come out and you're just stuck spinning the shell, getting nowhere. So a better way to do a lot of the things that you're doing, just minor tweaks, right? Minor tweaks. Instead of calling somebody and be like, hey, how's it going? I'm super excited. How you doing today? Right? Like that's really awkward. You just call and you're just really chill, super neutral, like really, really, really mellow. Like I call, I, I pretend like I'm lost and I, I'll ask the question like this. I'll be like, ring, ring. Hey, um, hey, Chris. And they'll be like, yeah. Be like, uh-huh, Chris, um, Chris Smith. And they'll say, yeah, who's this? Right? Like I'm setting up the conversation to be predictable by knowing exactly what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, using the ums exactly the same time every time. The pauses, ring, ring, hi, uh, Chris, yeah, uh, Chris uh, Chris Smith, yeah, who's this? Hey, it's just Vikram. It's just Vikram with the Real Estate Sales Academy. You would, uh, you would register for a webinar a couple of days ago on how to make more money in the shifting market. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just wondering... What was it about the advertisement on Instagram that, that attracted you to actually register? And then they'll talk why they registered and they'll tell you things and they'll share with you. And then by asking better questions and listening, right? I think in today's day and age, we don't talk enough about listening. By listening to your prospect, they will tell you a lot of information. When you're consciously listening to your prospect, it'll help you ask better questions that will help them decide whether or not they need to do a transaction with you. Not everybody who sits down with you needs to transact now, but if you get to know them and you understand what they're doing, right? And when I say get to know them, I mean, their problems, not like, oh my God, you have three dogs. I have three dogs. Oh my God. You like the 49ers. I like the Fort. Not that type of get to know them, but the real get to know them where you can actually help them. They're emotionally connected to you. So when you do a follow-up call in the future, you're not going to follow up and be like, hey, I'm just calling a follow-up here and be like, hey, the reason, right, I'm, I'm calling because I know like a couple months ago you were facing X, Y, and Z. I was just wondering, I was curious, have you solved those challenges or are you still looking to solve those challenges? And if they say, no, we solved them, great. What did you do? I'm just wondering what you did. Well, we bought a new house with Bob, the realtor down the street. Damn it, Bob. Or no, we're still thinking about solving them. And then there's different frameworks you can use around those. Selling is not telling. Selling is very different. When we learn to communicate and ask questions, they will 
actually tell us everything we need. And the more trust you have in the beginning, the more open they will be towards the end. So if you appreciated this content, if you found some value in this content, do me a favor. If you're not opposed to it, smash the subscribe button. It lets me know that this is valuable. It lets my team know that this is valuable. It lets us all see that you appreciated the effort that went into it and the content that came out of it. And one more thing, if you're listening to this on a podcast like Spotify or iTunes, if you could leave us a review, it allowed more people to see the content, hear the content and get value out of it. I truly appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and the top and the left and the right, basically all my heart. I appreciate you and uh, I'll see you on the next one.